Blog Talk Radio. And here it is. Gray Sports and News. Aceman Plus. The Sports Docket. New York Sports. MLB. NBA. NHL. It's next. Check it out. Check it. And live from our studios here in Brooklyn, New York, East Rockaway, and around the globe, this is the ninth episode of the Sports Docket with Ace Ben and McQuad. Thanks for tuning in here at 9 o'clock on June 10th, 2007. Are you we on fire. Me? You know that, right? What? What's going on, Ethan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Got me got the Kurt Angle beat going in the back. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's been on the team the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, definitely. A, what a difference a week makes. I mean, the Yankees now. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I mean, last Sunday uh, we were really happy. Uh, you know. Well. The Mets uh, flying, the Yankees struggling, but the tides have turned this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean the. Uh, the Mets. Uh, well, last. Well, actually, we weren't too the Mets, happy. Mets uh, have dropped six out of their last seven. Yeah, well, we weren't too happy last week. The Mets did blew two out of three Arizona, but... All right, uh, before we get into anything, I uh, just want to let the, all the uh, listeners know tonight that we have, a, we have a big show planned tonight. We got two guests. We got, we got a... Two guests tonight. Uh, Cassie Ellis of AnaheimDuckFan.blogspot.com will join us to talk a little Ducks hockey. And we also have Oli Sandor from NBA blogger HoopsVibe.com. Yeah, we're going to ask him uh, how to say his name right properly. Uh, yeah, when he comes out. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't really know. But uh, we do have a great show planned for you, and uh, we'll be taking your phone calls during the program as well. Yeah, well, uh, that number is 1646-478-5118, or yep. contact Ethan at? Uh, Quaster06, that's K-W-A-S-S-T-E-R-06, and we'll put your comment on the air. Okay, so, of course, uh, the Mets today are uh, the... Well, a lot I mean, of high-scoring games in baseball today. I think we should start with the Yankees. Uh, yeah, we'll start with the Yankees. I'll be very impressive this weekend. Uh, no doubt. The Pirates aren't a good team, but, you know, they uh, they can still be tough, you know, if you're not playing well. But, of course, uh, today, 13-6 Yankees, A-Rod with a big game. A-Rod. Two, two more home runs. runs. Yeah, two more, 24 now. And uh, how about Bobby Abreu? He's been smoking. Maybe he's finally uh, coming out of his slump. He uh, he went four for four today. Yeah, four for four. Four uh, runs, I believe. So he had a big game. He missed the cycle. I mean, well, with a home run, but he had double. Yeah, home run. Uh, I think you obviously a triple side, uh, triple shy of the cycle. He was or? home. He was a home run shy. He tripled in the home game. Run, okay. Uh, he was uh, crushing pitches by Sean Chacon today, and the Yankees got off to a quick start with three runs in the first, and uh, and they were on fire. Actually, so uh, the Mets. David Wright had a three-run homer in the first inning in the uh, Met-Tiger game, but the Tigers won, obviously, 15-7 yeah, pounds in New York Tom Glavin seemingly very hittable today. Uh, he didn't have his uh, great stuff today. You know, uh, he was a little up in the zone. He was a little frustrated. May have felt he was getting a little squeezed at the beginning of the game. Yeah. He didn't quite – he just didn't have it today. It was just one of those days for uh, Actually, th- David Wright homered all three games in the series. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, David Wright, uh, he's um, – He's found a know, home in Motown. He's in his groove now. He's, he's found his groove. He's found a home in Motown. And uh, actually, um, w- w- Willie did exactly what we told him not to do last night. He uh, he put Julio Franco at DH, and uh, f- actually Franco didn't have a bad game. He uh, Franco went two for four, 
yeah. I guess no one else better to, to do it. And what about uh, Carlos Gomez, his first major league first home major run? First major league home run, yeah. You got the call on that? Uh, yeah, I'll be, playing, I'll be playing that later on in the program. All right, later on in the program. All right. Oh, Gomez uh, just shot just over the left field wall. Yeah, well, um, Glavin's album today. I mean, it's ugly. Uh, four and a third innings, uh, nine runs, all earned. That was a career high, right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it was a career high, yeah. Uh, Eleven hits. He walked two, struck out two, gave a home run. Yeah, that'll inflate his ERA numbers just a little. Yeah, and Gary Sheffield continues to own Tom Glavin. Uh, hit that. Th- Seems like Sheffield owns uh, everyone lately. He's been red hot since the. Uh, he hit about uh, 200 in the first 20 games of the year, but ever since then he's been red hot. He has 17 homers already. I mean, he's uh, he's looking like his old Atlanta Brave days, you know. And a couple of triples today for the Tigers as well uh, by some old uh, veterans. Pod Rodriguez, Gary Sheffield, both hitting triples today. Well, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, this Tigers team is number one run-scoring team in the major leagues, and they showed it in this series. And a uh, game in progress, obviously, the ESPN Sunday night game uh, at the Braves on top of the uh, Cubbies, one nothing. Okay. Bottom three. That game, obviously, of interest in the Mets. Uh... And, of course, um... We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to go against the Sopranos tonight. Yeah, and also against the NBA Finals as well. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have some tough competition tonight. Yeah, we got a funny competition. We're also going again. And also, um, well, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but the French Open today. Yeah. Of course, Rafael Nadal beating Rafael Nadal, beating Roger Federer in four sets. Yes. To win his third consecutive French Open title. Yeah. Well, also of course, he's so dominant on the clay court. Yeah, I think we're also going against Steve Summers as well. Um, no, I think, um, I don't know who's on, I think the NBA Finals. Oh, it's on. Richard Nier on, never mind. Alright. Was it Richard Nier? I don't know. It's, well, who cares about the fan? We're, we're on, uh, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, Blog Talk Radio right now, that's right. 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 And, uh, we're all going to have a caller in about, uh, ten minutes. Um, Cassie Ellis, uh, she writes for a Ducks blog. We're talking a little bit. Uh, she, Good uh, website, check it out. Last night she went to a pretty hot, um, pretty hot party in the Honda Center for the Ducks. I mean, it, it was crazy there, of course. I mean, the Ducks have finally the the first cup, uh, and you can say the Anaheim Ducks are actually uh, a dynasty. I mean, they've been yes, uh, last they've been in well, two. Not quite a dynasty yet. Yeah, I mean, not quite a dynasty cup. yet, but they've been in two cups the last four years. Oh yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, and uh, the last cup was it was great one for me, despite the fact that uh, Gene Sebastian Jagier won the Conn uh, Smith Trophy. Uh, when the Devils defeated the Ducks in seven games, 2000. George Sebastian Jaguar, yep, he's been impressive in both those years. I mean, goaltending is the key. Yeah. You get the goaltending, you usually win in the yeah. postseason. Yeah, well, Ottawa, the only person who did, who did anything for Ottawa in the Stanley Cup was Alfredson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of beautiful goals in the series. Um, well, Ottawa, of course, Ottawa won game three of that series, but they uh, couldn't win the rest of the games. No, not at all, yeah. That was completely owned by uh, Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an NBA in-game update, Stephen? Um, I don't believe it started yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, it's six minutes. Here, I'll give you an update here. Uh, let's see what's going on in the NBA. Of course, game two tonight uh, from San Antonio. The Cavs trying to even that series up, and it won't be easy uh, by any stretch. Let's see what's going on. Um, yes, Cleveland has just scored two points. It's 2 nothing in the first. Whoa. The Cavaliers are actually winning. Cavaliers leading this one 2-zip in the first quarter. Uh, I don't know who scored. I'm assuming it's either Gibson or LeBron. Oh, yeah, it's 2-2. Yeah, it's 2-0. It's now it's 2-2. That's right. Spurs just tied it. Um, getting quick updates here. Uh, 
Anyway, well, we don't exactly want to give you a complete uh, play, play-by-play here. We just want to give you a little update. So. Yes. Yeah, but it's tied right now. Uh, let's get back to the uh, Yankees a second here. Um, well, Tyler Clifford uh, was, you can pretty much say he was atrocious today for the Yankees, but he didn't have to be great in order for the Yankees to win today's game because the Yankees had enough offense mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Hen actually got the win because Clifford's line was so bad. Sean Hen got his second win of the year. Uh, Vizcaino and Proctor and uh, Mike Myers managed to actually get some outs, and the uh, Yankees uh, held on a seven-run victory. Yep. And uh, and now they uh, well the Yankees um, well guess who's playing first base for the Yankees nowadays? Who's playing first base? Um, <laughs> that's right. Who is playing first base? Uh, Miguel Cairo is playing first base at the yeah, moment. Yeah, no Giambi, uh, no. Um of course, no Giambi and no Andy Phillips and no uh, Doug Mankiewicz. Yeah, well, the best bet is with J- Josh Phelps, but oh, Phelps is terrible defensively, so the Yankees don't want to take a chance with him. He's, he's, uh, Cairo with the bat is not too much to be desired for, as we saw with his Met days. Mm-hmm. But uh, now the Yankees are um, keep, keeping it with uh, Cairo at first, and hopefully that hoping that he can replace some defense. Lightning in the bottle. Yeah, lightning in the bottle. That's right. Uh, Matsui had a great game today, uh, doubled in two, and uh, Cabrera continues to hit. So the Yankees are getting contributions. I mean, the Mets can mm-hmm. use one of the Yankee players on their bench now. Uh, a three-pointer for the Spurs, it's 5-2. I uh, we stop keeping updates on every single thing? Yeah. <laughs> we'll update them after the first quarter. How about that? Yeah, yeah, we update after the first quarter. So, and we will have an NBA blogger on uh, during the old mm-hmm. Sandor to talk a little NBA, yep. NBA finals. Um, let's get back to the Mets for a sec. All right, here we go. Um, David Wright's coming out, coming out of the groove, but somebody's got to speak up in the Mets clubhouse and uh, get this team back on the right track because what's going on right now? I'm, I mean, uh, the, the Tigers made all the errors today. I mean, the Mets. Are, the problem for the Mets has not been their fielding. Uh, the problem well, has been the, the Mets Mets are having the problems like uh, what the Yankees had um, during uh, the first two months of the season. You know, uh, one game they're getting uh, enough hitting and they're not getting enough pitching. Yeah. And then the next game they're getting a uh, good pitching, but they uh, can't score. So. And where's Moises Alou? No. Is, is he found anywhere? Is he is he uh, still in? Um, a, uh, he was supposed to be back a couple of weeks ago. At this point, I mean. Yeah, Moises Alou is like uh, fell off the face of the earth. Well, he's uh, he's in his lower forties now, so uh, the injuries they don't heal as fast. Yeah, and Sean Green is supposed to be back as Sean well. Sean Green is going to be activated tomorrow in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. That's yeah, against his former team. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Sean Green always kill them when he plays against them. But, I mean, uh, the Mets are not... Well, today, obviously, it was... Um, the pitcher was the problem. Aaron Selly didn't do much better than Glavin. And Joe Smith um, uh, continues to struggle. It wasn't a good game overall today. It just got yeah, thrown away. Yeah, the Mets just threw it away, exactly. Well, uh, I think um, the Mets, they need to go 4-2 in the next six games against the uh, Dodgers and the Yankees. Yeah, it's uh, one or the other. I mean, either sweep the Dodgers, take, lose two or three to the Yankees... They got they gotta find some way to, to get to get some confidence. Well, at least they need to win Saturday against the Yankees because I'm gonna be there. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, oh, you're gonna be at Yankee Stadium. You're gonna be in uh, the enemy territory. Yes, enemy territory. We're gonna invade their house. Yeah. How well do they? Um, how well do they treat you there? I don't know. I'll have to see. Oh, also our guest coming on, um, Cassie El- uh, mm-hmm. Ellis. She said that she was screaming so much at the Honda Center that her voice may sound a little bit. Weird, kind of like a man's voice. <laughs> so we'll be looking. We'll for, see. We'll see. Looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but we will have her in four minutes. 
Uh, we might as well just run down the number so you can call in after Cassie comes on. Yes. All right. All right. I would tell it one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. We're talking Mets and Yankees baseball, NBA Finals in action, and as well as I'll take your NHL phone calls. And um, you can also aim me at Quaster06. That's K-W-A with two S's there, S-S-T-E-R-O-6. At AOL.com. Yeah, at AOL, yeah. Um, and then we'll put your voice on the air here. Uh, Steve, want to tell us a little bit more about what's going on in the U.S. Open? I mean, it's uh, getting ready. Uh, U.S. Open. What? French Open. French Open. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Well, I, I, I didn't really watch it. You know, I'm an avid tennis fan. Like Chris Russo. But, you know, I mean, I pay attention to a little bit of it. You know, uh, Nadal won four sets, his third straight. Yep. And, uh, and of course, the actually, NBA Finals. It's very interesting, uh, French Open, because Andy Roddick was knocked out early. Um, yeah, in the first round, I believe. I think all the Americans are knocked out early. In this. In... I mean, also, um, uh, I think Serena was flat in one of the other uh, tournaments. Yeah, well, Serena hasn't got... One of the other matches. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure, but uh, Serena hasn't got back her... Um, Serena's been... Um, her her um, her ranking's been going down con- consistently right now. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what was happening right uh, in the French Open. Uh, oh, oh, this isn't French, yeah. I mean, uh, unlike uh, baseball, basketball, and football, and tennis, usually a prime is like uh, a shorter range of years. Yeah. Usually only good for about five, ten years, and then there's somebody else in the wing, you know? All right, I'm going to play um, a highlight from today's game. Uh, the Mets game with the Tigers. All right, what are you playing here? Are you uh, playing Gomez home run? Yeah, I'm playing Scott Gomez hit a uh, shot. Scott? Uh, Carlos, Carlos. Yeah, uh, the Devils fan. He, he that's all that's on your mind. You know, if you um, if you are just a sports fan, you have no idea what's going on. If uh, you're asked for the first name of a Met player, guess Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's got a ton of those. Um, May so have here is. Next <clears throat> Carlos Gomez, his first major league, I think it was a three-run shot. Actually, it put the Mets, well, the Mets were still, at the time when they hit the home run, the Mets were down, was it? One-third of their starting lineup is Carlos. Yeah, yeah, that's right. today it was. Uh, they were down 10-3, to three, and uh, here's the call. Also, here's Gomez. Also, actually, um, and, uh, and then you had two-ninths was um, Jose, so you have Carlos and Jose. Yeah. Carlos, Jose, yeah. And David, that's about it. All right, here we go. David uh, Newhand. Yeah, David. That's right. The Mets got a lot of the same names. All right, here it is. Uh, Carlos is Goldman's first big league home run. It's actually the Detroit, Detroit call, so... Well, let's hear it. Let's see how far it's there. Probably not as good as Gary would do it. But here it is. Carlos is Gomez. High fly ball. Deep into left field. This one has a chance to go. And it is gone. A home run. A three-run shot. For Carlos Gomez, and just like that, the Mets are right back in this game. Well, just like yesterday's game where the Tigers had an 8-3 to lead and they were able to cut into that deficit, uh, this Mets team is not in first place for nothing. And as that uh, Tigers guy said, this Mets team is not in first place for nothing. And uh, uh, Well, they're not going to be in first place for long. They keep playing like Yeah, they keep playing like this. I mean, I mean, they'll get back into it. Yeah, up there on the Cubs-Braves game. Um, I don't right now. I mean, uh, all of a sudden I went away from my TV. Alright. Oh, you're watching the, uh, you're, you're watching the Cubs Braves game? I was watching it on ESPN. It's the ESPN National Game of the Week, so. Yeah, you're watching that over the NBA game? Oh, I was switching. Well, I guess ESPN wants for Lupinella and front and center, you know. 
Uh-huh. They want to see if he can have a rampage or something like that on national television. Uh, we should, at this moment, we should be having uh, Kathy Ellis on. Mm-hmm. Um, when she comes on, we'll engage in conversation on the NHL with her. Um, she's a uh, Ducks fan. Uh, I'm curious to know. All right, we have, Steve, we have a call on the line. I believe this is uh, Kathy Ellis of okay. uh, of the. Uh, yes, it is. This is Kathy Ellis of Anaheim Duck Fan dot com. How are you doing there? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. Doing good. Um, I'm curious to know. Um, first off, uh, how did you? Uh, well, first off, um, how was the? Uh, I'm sure you had an awesome time at that party at the Honda Center. Yeah, I had a great time. Um, my voice is a little scratchy, so. Um, but it was fun. We screamed a lot, and there was 15,000 people there. Wow. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Ducks won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Definitely. It's great. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they came into the... Uh, Ducks' first in franchise history, right? What was that? The Ducks' first in franchise history, right? Yes. And they came into the uh, NHL in 93, I believe, and here they have it. Yeah. They got their first cup. Um, well, first off... Um, you have a website, uh, AnaheimDuckFan.blogspot.com, uh, and you call it, I, I think, um, you say something, I'm not sure the exact name of the website, but how did you, uh, when did you, first of all, when did you start the website, and how long have you been doing this for? Um, it's actually only been this season. Oh. So it's pretty new. Yeah? Yeah, That's but um, I, I thought it was a good way to recap the games and yeah. meet people and... Really yeah, fun. it sounds uh, awesome. Uh, I took a look at this idea today. It's pretty cool. You have all the uh, Anaheim Ducks stuff on it. You have uh, stuff interacting with your friends. And it seems yeah, like you interact with the team a lot. So, I do. We we do get some interaction. So, nice. Okay, Um. so uh, what do you think of, uh, is like the best feature of your website? Why should people look at your website? It's pretty honest. I tell it like it is. If you played bad, I'll tell you you played bad. Um. <laughs> Don't beat around the bush, and it's just like a neat way to get the perspective from a woman who likes hockey, rather than get getting the man's perspective all the time. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah, like all of a sudden, like since the dawn of the millennium, I've noticed that the number of female fans uh, in the NHL is growing. Why do you think that, uh, this is happening? Why are um, like females getting more interest in NHL? It's, I'm it's just been uh, over the sport um, getting uh, fans from all over now. You know, I'm really not sure. I'm not sure if it's because men brought their wives or girlfriends and made them go and they started liking it. Yeah, that could be a reason. <laughs> I liked it. I went and honestly, I saw a hot guy. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, this game is really good. So the more, the more I started watching, the more and more it was about the game and not yeah. guys. Oh, awesome. Um, and so the Ducks have uh, appeared in two Stanley Cup finals the past four years, and they, of course, won this year. Do you think they have the makings to become a dynasty? Dynasty. Wow, that's a scary word. Um, yes. It's a they could, but they have, like, 23 yeah. guys in our system that are up for renewal this year. I don't know. I put in the office. So it's, it's really scary. I don't know. Whether not those people fair. are going to get renewed or not, if it has the same type of team they had this year, I could definitely see them going all the way again next year. Yeah, and also the Ducks are, um, are have a lot of veteran players. I mean, uh, I don't know too much about the Ducks' farm system, but 
I'm sure you know about it. Is it strong enough to, to continue this trend of of winning and being um, and having or getting like a 9,500 points consistently? We do have a really good uh, AHL team, and everybody in our system is pretty good players. Um, we've been trying to build that throughout the years. I know Brian Burke, the general manager, traded away some of the boys to try to get this team to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how strong it's going to be without those three players. But we won the Cup, so I guess it was worth it. Yeah, no yeah. Um, now, um, one of your key players, one of your best players, Chris Bronger, he got suspended a couple of times in the uh, postseason for a couple of uh, what they call uh, dirty hits, I guess. Those were uh, bad calls. Really? All right, uh, so describe what happened. No, I think the first one was definitely an elbow. It was bad. He's 6'6". What can you say? Everybody's head's right at his elbow level. Yeah. Um, But, no, I thought it was a bad Hit. Well, how about the one in Game 3? Against Dean McCammon. Game 3, you know, I think it was a bad hit. However, I think there were other bad hits from other players that could have been called to and weren't. See, now, um, I, was, I wasn't really watching Game 3, but I saw the highlights, and I saw that uh, little, like, hitty through, and I didn't think that really deserved the suspension either. Um, It wasn't like he left his feet or did anything, but... I mean, I think you got and Gary Bettman could have gotten a penalty. trying to suspend somebody there. Yeah. <laughs> what else could Gary Bettman do? Yeah, that's right. Really? Um, uh, in the, uh, referring to the Stanley Cup, uh, you think Anaheim won more based on the strong defenseman, or was it just that the offense of Ottawa was so powerless? I mean, only Alfredson seemed to contribute to the series. Was it more on the defenseman, or is it more about Ottawa's offense not, not coming through at all? I mean, our defensemen are great. Yeah, we no have doubt. Pronger, we have Niedermeyer, we have Francois Beauchemin, Don O'Donnell, all great defensemen. But really the key was Anaheim's shutdown line, their checking line, Sammy Paulson, Rob Niedermeyer, yeah. Travis Moen shutting down the top line of Ottawa. Okay, uh, cool. Um, so now... Um, um, are there a lot of uh, key uh, players on the Ducks who are going to be uh, free agents this summer? And uh, if there are any, uh, what are the biggest needs of the uh, Anaheim Ducks? Which positions do they need to um, improve, upgrade? Uh, right now, key players are up for like contract um, is J.S. Jaguar, Tamo Solani, Brad May, not as big a player for us, Dustin Penner. Well, there are uh, rumors of Team Solani uh, maybe retiring. Is that true? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to retire. Um, I've heard Still pretty young, right? Have, he's 36. Oh, 36, okay. He'll be 37 in July. Yeah, all those players just named the Rangers have showed interest. So, and Jay Shiger, that's Jay Shiger just won the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy, so uh, you want to sign him back. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt about that. He didn't win the Conn Smythe. Oh, no, it was a Niedermeyer. Oh, was that? Yeah. Oh, my. It's Niedermeyer. If you think it's four years ahead of time. What's wrong with Yeah. Um, Jessica, definitely we need to renew Brain him. Increase. I know Kings are looking at him, but hopefully he'll stay here. Uh, you think, um, well, obviously Niedermeyer is only his first year as a Duck. Uh, and being a Devils fan, I've seen his three cups uh, with New Jersey. Uh, he's still only, I think, what, he's like 33. You think... Um, 
if Niedermeyer plays maybe four or five more years as a duck, you think he's going to go into the Hall of Fame known as a duck or as a devil? That's pretty hard to tell, Ethan. I mean, you guys, you don't know what he's going to do in the next four or five years. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just I actually heard rumor that at the end of his contract, which is only two more years, that he's going to retire. Uh, then, yeah. Like, okay. And do like family things. Okay, so um, overall in the entire league, who do you think are the uh, best free agents this summer, and who do you think uh, who do you think are some uh, good free agents to pick up for a good price? Honestly, I haven't even looked. I've been in that Stanley Cup haze. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all I've been concentrating on is that cup. That's definitely understandable. That's <laughs> yeah. fans, I mean. All right, well, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Okay, thanks for having me. Uh, keep celebrating. I mean, this is uh, obviously big for California. It's the first cup. Uh, and first West Coast Cup, I heard, uh, in a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, like 19... 19- 27 or something. Yeah, I mean... Uh, That's a long, long time. Maybe, uh... Cups come Hollywood Emmy for the Ducks, and, uh... And here they have it. They have their, uh... First championship, and... Well, you know, hopefully next year, maybe either your Devils or my Rangers, you know, could... Yeah, well, the that West... That West Conference looking really tough. Uh, I'm saying Ducks again. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's definitely going to be interesting, uh... Definitely see. I mean, a lot of teams are going to change over the offseason, have their, um... You know, have the whole face of their franchise change. Some teams aren't going to really change at all. So uh, it's a long time. It's a long road. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. And thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thank it. you for having me. All right. Anytime. Okay. Right. Bye bye. Okay. Man, I had a brain freeze there. Jace Jagger, Con Smythe, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did win the cup. Um, I mean, he won the concert trophy a couple of years ago. I knew he needed my one. I just the wrong words came out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand. Well, oh, whatever. Well, I mean, uh, I I forgot too. I mean, uh, I forgot even my team on the del- even on the Ducks. You know, I mean, it's been so painful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a good interview there. I mean, and probably she'll get some more hits on her website now. Hopefully, we get we got some. Well, that's uh, why she came on, right? And came on to talk a little Ducks hockey. Yeah, a little a little bit of Ducks hockey. They were an exciting team. In so five well. minutes, we're we're hoping to have well, we plan to have a a writer from a Mets blog. Uh, well, actually, from the Mets blog, the one and only MetsBlog.com. The Mets blog. Court Manch. I hope I'm saying his name right. I think it might be French, and I take French, and I'm probably saying his name wrong. But, <laughs> but yeah, I hope to have him on to talk uh, Mets baseball. Also about the creation of Mets blog, which is probably you could say the second most traffic. I Mets check it every day. Put it that way. Yeah, second most traffic Mets site on the on the on the uh, market right now. Uh, behind Mets.com. All right, a little update uh, in the NBA final game. All right. Uh, 16-13, San Antonio, first quarter. Yep, uh, but four minutes left to go, so the... Uh, and look at that, uh, they're showing a shot now of Quick Loans Arena. Yeah, the Cavs are staying in this They one. have about a full house watching the game there. Well, I mean, of course, you're in San Antonio, they have full house there, but, um, you know, a uh, very interesting point, uh, you know, the in game one, uh, the, the NBA Finals, the, actually, the, the ratings were not so great. Uh, actually, the lowest really? ratings ever for a game one in the NBA Finals. I read from uh, this guy at, at the uh, Hoops uh, Hoops blog. He said it's the lowest ever uh, for game one. And now they're going up to against the Sopranos, against us, you know. So um, so we'll see. What, I mean, uh, I don't know. Is it, maybe it's just that these two teams are both defensively minded. And uh, people want to, I guess if maybe it was the Suns, they might have would have got more attention. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, the Spurs, you know, they're a great team. Yeah, well, the Spurs are definitely a great team, but... Uh, Defensive lockdown. And the Cavs also, I'm, I'm surprised that I thought they would get more attention, 
But, also, uh, an update on the um, Atlanta game. All right. Atlanta-Chicago game, uh, 2 nothing Braves, bottom four. Wow. So the Braves are kind of in control of that game so far, but, you know, it's plenty of time. Yeah, we might as well play a little. And speaking, uh, I met Steve Summers today. Oh, yeah, tell us a little about that while I get some. Yeah, yeah, I had a little conversation with him about, you know, New York Mets baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so uh, he... Uh, I, I talked to him uh, even a little bit about uh, the show that we do, and he says, good luck with it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just being his usual it. self, you know, real, I, you know. I say to him, "I love his show." He says, "They're lucky they pay me." <laughs> right, lucky they pay me. You know? Yeah, I don't get paid to do the lucky, show, but you know, it's lucky fine. he's got a job, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a great job, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for a John Sterling call of A Rod's home run today. Uh, I want to hear a little A bomb from A Rod. Yeah, I heard that call. It was a shot to right field. He didn't quite know if it was out, but it was like 20 rows into the stands. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll get that. Um, A Rod hit a three run bomb today, right? Uh, yes. All right, I believe Three and two. I believe this is the, the Sterling call, the A-bomb from A-Rod. All right, A-Rod clutch today, and hopefully we'll, we'll, it'll be in time. Sterling won't spend so much time on this call that we can get the next call, the next uh, guest on if he comes on. All right, here is A-Rod's three-run monster shot. I think this was to left field. I know we're actually playing the two and homer after that, so here we go. A-Rod's three-run shot. A-bomb. A-bomb, here we go. A-Rod. The 2-0. Swung on, there it goes to deep left. It is high. It is far. Here it is. God. Alexander Rodriguez has hit a three-run home run in the lower deck and left. An A bomb from A Rod. Here we go. <laughs> a three-run left, and the Yankees now take an eight-six lead. All right, do we have the second call? Yeah, I have a second call coming up. Are you here? He said the uh, and, uh, Alexander the Great conquers again. Yeah, a three-run slam. Not really a grand slam, but anyway. Um, well, now, um, an interesting topic. I was actually listening to a little bit of Richard Neal before we came on. Okay. And um, one of the callers said... Um, Some crazy callers? That uh, before the season, do you think of uh, A-Rod, do you think his time here was uh, done already before the season even started? Is it too late for him to uh, try to gain New York back? Uh, no, I think, I think A-Rod's already getting to girlfriend. I mean, obviously, he's had the off-field problems. Because, uh, you know, last week, um, you know, he had that whole saga with his pop-up. Yeah, oh, yeah, know, the whole thing with, with the uh, Howie Clark. With his uh, little girl on the side in Toronto. A couple of them, actually, a couple of girls. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he used, so last week, and they said, oh, we want him out, we want him out. Well, they didn't quite go that far, but, uh, you know, I think Yankees need A-Rod here, because, uh... Can't stay out of the news no matter what. It's either positive or negative. Yeah, and the post is like... I should send you a link to that. Uh, well, luckily ES- for him this ESPN year. ESPN page two wrote an, a very, very hilarious article about is the New York Post after A Rod. I think they are. Because huh. I. Uh, I right, well, we have a second call for uh, Sterling. Second, uh, call? The second I, A-Rod home run. I think this call is even more crazy. Here we go. A Rod's two run bomb. An A bomb. From A Rod. Mr. A Rod is swung on, hit high in the air to right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. See, he didn't know. Rodriguez goes the other way and hits the ball in the old Yankees bullpen. Another A bomb from A Rod, and the Yankees have taken a 10-6 lead. So another A bomb there. And he was sharp today. Yeah, he was. He was good. He was on, he was on target. As, mm-hmm. as my Francesca called, it's like um, I'm guessing maybe Susan wasn't paying the uh, you know what today. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He was, uh, he was sharp today. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, of course. Um, Two pretty good calls. Yeah, I mean, and uh, A Rod um, and uh, John Stone was 
as Francesca uh, says it, uh, Sterling is like um, music to his ears. I mean, hmm. they really hit those two shots. Um, you want to hear another call of uh, Abreu's triple? Let's see, let's see if he has a, a nickname for Abreu. You want to hear Abreu's RBI triple? Let's hear it. All right, here we go. Sterling's call, Abreu's RBI triple. It's fun playing around with Sterling. Swung on and line drove the gap in left center. It is a base hit in the gap. It will roll all the way to the wall. Abreu round second. He's thinking triple. He comes to third. The relay throw is not in time. Oh, it's a sliding triple. A booming triple up the gap in left center to score Damon <laughs> El Comaduce. And the Yankees take a one nothing lead. El Comodusse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that came from. A little Spanish in there, you know. Yeah, like, that's his... A booming well, triple. Yeah, know, he said it because, you know, uh, Brady's gone down to a level where he doesn't need home runs anymore, so, you know... Yeah, well, we're still waiting for a possible uh, Mets... Like a home run. I'm still waiting for a possible Mets caller here. Steven, you want to remind the listeners of the call number? Um. Yes, uh, our number is one six four six four seven eight. Five one one eight. That's one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Or contact Ethan at Quaster O six. You can aim me there. K W A S S T E R O six. Double F there. Um, we should be getting some people calling in because right now we're going up against a uh, a gay marriage show and um, some uh, show about Sasquatch. I don't know what that is. So we should What's be getting gay marriage show. I don't know. So there's a gay marriage show on another channel here, and they also have another show Isn't about that great. Yeah, stopping tourism in Cuba. Other some weird shows. We're going against you know with the Tony Awards, the Sopranos, oh, Tony the Awards NBA to- Finals, and the uh, Sunday Night Baseball. And Richard Neer. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> no offense to you. Yeah, but, you know, but he uh, knows Yeah, he's not listening. I, mean. but I don't think so. I should. I mean, I don't know. We're going on. I mean, I should be having the uh, the NBA guy call nine forty five, and the Mets guy is supposed to call in at some point. Um, uh, well, who knows about that? You still want to play a little game of over and under? Sure. It's how it works. Uh, how about this? I'll, I'll say, like, um, for example, I'll say Roger Clemens ten wins, and you say over or under. You know. All right. All right. Anyway, I'll start off with this um, tonight. LeBron James thirty five points. I'm gonna say under. I mean, he barely reached ten in game one. So we'll have to see. I'm not sure what he has so far tonight, but uh, San Antonio has actually taken over that game. It's 28-16 right now. Oh, on some sort of big run now. Yeah, so they went on a nice little run there. Yeah, all right. I think LeBron will get about in the 20s tonight. All right, you have an old under for me? Oh, I'll try to think of one. <laughs> How about this? Um. All right, El Duque strikeouts tomorrow. El Duque strikeouts. Five. Five strikeouts. I'm going to say over. Over? Yeah, I'm going to say over, I'm going to say seven strikeouts. Okay. Duke, I think he's going to have a, a big game against the Dodgers tomorrow. I got another one for you. All right. All right, let's go Yankee victories this season. All right. I'm going to go with 90. Under. I'm going to go, I'm going to say Yankees are going to get at most 85. All right, is that going to be enough for the wild card or no? Uh, depends how Detroit. I would say the Central is too strong. I think the Yankees are gonna. The Yankees may be on the clips of not getting in. 
playing better lately, but the, you know they they've fallen in a pretty big hole here. They're still ten and a half games out with their recent uh, five game winning streak. Right, I have an over under for you. Um, Carlos Delgado's batting average, um, two sixty five. I'll say under because uh, you know it's already uh, almost the middle of the season. He's still what he's hitting in the two twenties. Yeah. So I mean, he uh, might get up to two forty, two fifty, maybe two sixty. Yeah, I think the power will still be there, but I don't think he, he hit about what two seventy last year. Yep. I don't think he's quite gonna make that this year, unfortunately. Yeah. By the way, the request for over under uh, came from a uh, well, not really a request. I just kind of stole it from his show. Um, from Mark. That's two totally different things. What? A request or a steal? Yeah. Yeah. No, I stole it. Ethan's <laughs> a thief. Yeah, I'm 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 in season. Your student want to get a little beat so we can do it more over and under. Oh uh, sure, I'll look for something. I'll find something. Yeah, find something. And still waiting for some callers, and we 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 will have a guest on at uh, nine forty-five. Nine forty-five. Yes, that's right. Most likely. <laughs> you got some more over unders for me. What? You got some more over unders for me. Some more what? More over unders. More over unders. Yes, I do. Um, all right, here we go. Um, all right. Giants wins this season. This is the New York Giants. Um, all right. Eight wins. Uh, eight wins. I'll say over. Uh, yeah, I would say so, too. I would just say I'd like, say ten. Ten? Wow. I'll give them ten wins this year. I think they're going to be pretty good. So the Cowboys not going to be back, you're saying? Uh, I don't know if they... Ten and six might only win the wild card, though. Who knows? Yeah, it depends to see if the Chicago Bears will be back. You know, I doubt it. I think the Giants will win a wild card this year. Either nine and seven or ten and six. Yeah, I mean the way the the quarterback. Um, well, if you remember right, last year they started out with something like seven and one. Oh, Chicago, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then they uh, melted down. They ended the season with like eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, I mean Rex Grossman. I mean, I mean he's not much better than Eli Manning. Really? Oh, well, you know, I think he's going to be a better quarterback than we've seen. Oh, uh, we have a request from G Man ten twenty one seventeen eighty over under fifteen wins for John Maine. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, how many does he have now? Well, he had he had a uh, five. He was smoking in April. He has only five actually. Really? Then um. He's re- well, he's not really really. He's just he's not getting enough run support. I would say under, but just by a hair. I would say he's probably gonna win like thirteen or fourteen this year. Yeah, I would say that. Because um well. The Especially, Mets, well, it's June already. Yeah, Pedro's going to come back. Well, yeah, well, uh, the, but a good question would be who's going to be knocked out of this current rotation when uh, Pedro Martinez uh, gets back. Yeah, we'll just skip a little over under for a second and, and the beat. Uh, call on 1646-478-5118. 1646-478-5118. Call us in and we'll take your phone call on the air. And you can also aim me at Quaster06 during the show. Um... Steven, actually, John May has six wins currently. Just, six wins, okay. Yeah. So, um, let's see where we can... While waiting for um, somebody to call in, I guess we could um, talk mm-hmm. a little... Uh, What's else there to talk about, man? Uh, well, there's other stuff. There's to always find some stuff. Um, uh, Cleveland's still still down in the dumps there, uh, trailing the start. This is basically a must-win tonight for the Cavs. Oh, no doubt. Well, I'm going to go back to Cleveland... So I mean, the Cavs obviously. Well, um, we're gonna ask um, uh, old Sandor when he comes on 
about about uh, uh, double teaming. Um, I believe the Cavs are double teaming Duncan tonight. Um, yes, they have to. Um, and uh, the Spurs, you know, the Spurs are just so good at stopping the pick and roll on the Cavs. It's like they almost play like they're a perfect team. Yeah, the Spurs. I mean, Mike Brown. I don't know. He keeps running the pick and roll, and it doesn't yes. work. Yes. Mike Brown, I said before, he has 43 different gestures. Oh, a little update in the uh, Atlanta-Chicago game. All right, hopefully, hopefully it breaks. Chicago's tied the game at two. Excellent. Uh, sacrifice fly by somebody here. I just turned the game on. So the Mets need something. Because, uh, the Soriano break. sacrifice fly. Yeah, I yeah. believe. Yes. How about so, the Cavaliers? The shooting were way too many threes. and uh, They're in a funk right now. Yeah, they're they have break. this game to find it. Or else they might, they're in deep trouble if they lose this game. Yeah, and the Spurs don't seem too, too worried about Daniel Gibson. I mean, they're they're and, and sometimes they're actually leaving him open on the in the uh, the paint, and then and they don't seem too worried about Gibson. I mean, they're not uh, Gibson could have a breakup performance, but the, the Spurs don't seem to too much worry in Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know. Um, uh, Tony Parker is going to get married to uh, Desperate Housewives' uh, Evelyn Goria. Really? Yes. Actually, he's getting married. Tony Parker, then they're, they're officially getting married. Yeah, he's getting married. Um, actually, <laughs> it's a little perverted. Um, I was reading an article, but I don't want to really say it on the air. Uh, maybe we'll <laughs> ask this guy, um, Sandor, but he wrote an article about uh, Tony Parker trying to keep, quote, focused. Um, in the series, and not thinking about his after-marriage stuff. Mm. Yeah. Even Longoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's enough of her on television already. Um, but well, yeah. That, yeah, that show. Yeah, but uh, well, uh, they're actually getting married on July seventh, two thousand seven, seven seven oh seven. Tony Parker's got the world in his hands right now. Yeah, he's got everything. Lucky man. Well, he's got he's got one uh, finals looking at. May have another ring this year. He has a beautiful girl. Yeah, he, um, and Evelyn Goria may make her name more French because uh, he's French. I don't know. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. Uh, over under um, Cavs uh, one win in this series. Uh even. I'll say yeah. I'll say even. I think that. <laughs> That's, I, I, even I thought after game one the Spurs are going to win maybe in uh, six. But now I think it's more going to be like five. I think uh, they're just too good. All right, also a big thing in the series has been uh, Greg Popovich. He hasn't started Mono Ginobili much. If really. you remember in the um the year where the Knicks made the NBA Finals, 2000, Yeah. I think they maybe lost one or two games in the entire postseason. So they're really dominant at times. They they were they were quite dominant. They had had the two towers back then. They had Robinson and Duncan. Yeah, we have three minutes until we have uh, on our special um, uh, guest uh, from Hoops Vibe. Cool. Hopefully he'll remember to come on um, a show because of Blog Talk Radio. And my mistake, uh, mistaking Central Time for Eastern well, Time. Well, Ethan, uh, maybe yeah. we get some telephone calls here. Maybe we get a sneak in the call before he comes on. So why don't you remind these guys of the number? Yeah, please call in one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That's one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Let's have callers as fast as the Spurs are scoring points here. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we get calls like hotcakes. Well, um, I'm not uh, giving a little challenge here to listeners. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is maybe you could try to uh, give us some ideas for the show, you know? Yeah, give us, show better. give us a little spark. 
Email us. Give us some feedback, you know? Yeah, give us some feedback on how we're doing. I know can't li- get better if we don't I know you're listening in. I know you're listening in. I can see you. Um, so I can hear them. Yeah. Can them. <laughs> That's right. You can hear them. Want to pop some beats for a sec here? While waiting for um, our buddy from uh, Hoops Live to come on? Yes, sure. No, he's not going to hit the century mark, but he's going to hit at least 80. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, right now, what's he got, 40s? Uh, he's got, no, he's got 32, I no, believe. I have over there, yeah. He's got 30, 32, yeah. But we're about, we're just past the one-third mark of the season. Yeah. Oh, Steve, we do have another, we do have a call right now. Okay. Um, This is the uh, guy from Hoops Vibe. Okay. Um, Old Sandor, thanks for joining our program. Hey, no worries. How's everything going in New York, guys? Very good. Everything's everything, great here. How's everything in Canada? Yeah, out uh, out on the West Coast, out in Vancouver, Canada. So, for sure, a real awesome. nice day out here. You lost your uh, team there a couple years ago, but... Uh... Hey, that, that that wasn't us. That was a straight-up conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. uh, we could go on about that all all day, but uh, any time you got Stu Jackson involved with uh, with running a professional franchise, it's uh, it, it's bound to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, oh, I mean, boy. And, of course, uh, Memphis uh, um, this season, probably the... Uh, they had the, had the worst record in the NBA, and it's a brutal year for the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, it, it's the curse. It, it follows them wherever they go. So there's some people out here that uh, actually supported that team through their like 20 and 62 records that we're definitely laughing a little bit uh, <laughs> see, yeah. to see what they've kind of gone through. So, so I'm sure okay. justice is served. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure there wasn't a big drawback in, uh, in the. Was there a big drawback with the fans in Vancouver with the team leaving? Uh, yeah, there is. There's a huge, huge um, uh, sort of NBA following here, but that franchise really did nothing to sort of encourage people. Uh, you know, they consistently refused to bring in Steve Nash, who is loved out here. Obviously, he's from here. So, uh, you know, the, the fans just really couldn't get behind watching guys like Big Country play or, yeah. you know, Sharif Abdurrahim, who is their sort of go-to uh, franchise guy who's now coming off the bench in in Sacramento, so there there was a huge falling. Basketball is pretty big out here. There's a big grassroots kind of movement, especially with what Steve Nash has done the last few years. Uh, I think if they make the right decisions, then you know we could still have a team here that would be successful. But you know, it is what it is. Yep. All right, Stephen, you want to start it off? Sorry, uh, Stephen, are uh, you going to start it off? 
Hello? Hi. All right. Um, I think, uh, all right, all right, anyway, um, I wanted to, first off, um, can you tell us a little about what is HoopsVibe.com and how did you get involved in writing a blog for it? Because I've been reading it. It's pretty amazing. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for reading. Uh, yeah, uh, HoopsVibe was uh, a website which I've written for uh, for about three years now, off and on. I've done some stuff with Basketball.com. I've done some stuff with some other sites, uh, Inside Hoops, some magazines, Eurobasket. Uh, but HoopsVibe definitely is the hottest uh, website in the game. They definitely cover all angles, streetball, college, myself with the NBA. So definitely, if you're looking for any of that, check out HoopsVibe.com. If you're looking for me, uh, any sort of NBA stuff, come to my site, obviously, or my part of that uh, website at uh, HoopsVibe.com, the blog, right in the uh, top right corner. I'm all over it. So definitely we're doing big things, and people should check it out. Okay. Um. I'll just uh, start by um, saying, um, besides um, besides the obvious reason, I mean, you wrote an article about the ratings uh, in game, for Game One. Besides the obvious, besides the obvious reason that both these teams are defensively minded, uh, why do you think uh, Game One drew very little drew very ratings and drew very little ratings uh, for Game One? I think it has to do with what fans want. Um, you know, I get classic NBA TV or NBA TV where they show the classic games. What you see is you see a lot of Lakers from the '80s. Uh, people want to see up-and-down, run-and-gun basketball. They're not interested in uh, defensive matchups. And I think the fans really wanted Phoenix uh, or Golden State uh, to proceed and sort of go through, maybe Washington out east, uh, if they have everybody healthy. They want to see this return to up-and-down, run-and-gun hoops. And what you had is you have a team like San Antonio that's so defensive-minded and so efficient that they almost sort of bore people. Um, I was really surprised that the ratings were that low, though, being that James yeah. was making his debut. Uh, I was shocked when I saw that on some level. Uh, you know, obviously I thought there would be that curiosity factor of watching him play, but I think people are just turned off by San Antonio's efficiency. I mean, they're amazing, but for whatever reason, some people, the casual fan, doesn't find them interesting. Okay. Um, Steven, you still there? Yes, something's wrong with the phone there. Um, uh, before we get to talk about the uh, NBA Finals, um, you wrote an article, about, of course, about Kobe um, measuring up to uh, um, to Michael Jordan. Uh, I know that Kobe obviously isn't a, con- uh, even though he's had you know um, seventy point games, and then and the next night he gets like twenty point games. Uh, besides his consistency, why doesn't he measure up to Michael Jordan? Um, I don't know if it's so much about him measuring up to Michael Jordan. I think that. I think the article really is, first of all, it had sort of Jordan speaking about sort of the legacy of Kobe Bryant and sort of defending his meltdown or his frustration in his interviews when he went on uh, radio the last, I guess about a week ago now, and flip-flopped on his trade demands. Jordan sort of expressed sympathy because he could relate to how Bryant was feeling of not having any help. Um, so that's really what Jordan was sort of speaking to. But Brian is such a divisive issue that any time you write, or such a divisive player that any time you write anything about him, half the people are going to defend him no matter what you say, and half of them are going to hate him. Um, for me, I just think he's a really polarizing figure. He's a really polarizing yeah. player, you know, with the way that he either shoots his team in the game or at times shoots them out of the game. Oh, no. I think he's a polarizing person in terms of, his persona off the court in terms of um, 
I guess you could say, requesting a trade and then rescinding, or what went on in Denver, Colorado, or what went on with Shaq. There's really no middle ground with him. You either love him or you hate him. And for whatever reason, I don't think I've seen an athlete like that in a long, long time. It makes very much, he's almost like reality TV watching him. Um, people have to know or want to know what's going on with him. And, and I don't think it'll be anything that that'll change for a long time. Okay. Um, also, on, on that note, I'm talking about, about Kobe. Um, I mean, think uh, uh, that, that those trade rumors about him wanting to uh, demanding a trade from the Lakers. You think those are true, or or that uh, they're just um, all talk? Is Kobe talking? Uh, you think those rumors are are really true um, right now? I, I think there are a lot of different ways to look at the Kobe contract Bryant with uh, with the trade rumors. Uh, on one hand, I think it's really hard to know what he's trying to do. It's hard to know what is actually going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're Kobe Bryant, you're sitting there, you're, you're looking at your team, you're looking at the assets that you have around you, and you know that it's not gonna, enough to get it done. Okay. Asking for certain guys to come in like an O'Neal or a Jason Kidd, the Lakers are really over the salary cap, and that's going to make it difficult for them to bring guys in. They don't have a lot of tradable assets. He knows this, so... He's trying to, to, to see what he can do. He can, he's trying to speed up the agenda. Whatever they're trying to do, he's trying to get, I think he's trying to get some clarity as to what their plans are for the future because nobody really knows what's going on. If you're the Lakers, though, are you going to trade Kobe Bryant? There's no way you can get back equal value for this No guy. way. Back trade, no way. I, mean, I, trade I, even heard one, I even heard one trade um, to, to, the, uh, to the Bulls of Ben Gordon and a couple of other players. Uh, that's still it's not it's not equal value. Not enough. It's not enough. If you if you can get back Greg Oden, maybe maybe you do it. If you can get back uh, a, a, an all just a superstar, maybe you do it. If you get Gilbert Arenas, Karam Butler, Antoine Jameson, maybe you do it. But you can't get equal value for Kobe Bryant. Um, the Lakers know this. And how do how do you also make the salaries match up? That's yeah. that's the other thing. It's Kobe it's salaries. not going to be. Yeah. yeah, in terms of under the salary cap, it's it's virtually impossible. He's going to stay with the Lakers. Um, they just need to find the right pieces and the right parts to put around him. And he doesn't make it easy, though. He hasn't made it easy in terms of, you know, he's clashed with some of his teammates. He's gotten along with them, too, but he's clashed with some of his teammates. Uh, not just Shaq, Malone yeah. uh, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's really a sort of dicey game as to how this is going to proceed. I don't see him going anywhere. The Lakers can't get back equal value, but this is going to continue to occur, his outbursts, unless they really get some movement and they start winning. Uh, and speaking of uh, the right parts, uh, the Spurs definitely have that. Uh, coming right now, they're leading the Cavaliers um, by uh, um, 15 points in the uh, second quarter. And um, uh, uh, why are the Spurs, like, it's just amazing, why are they just so good at stopping the pick and roll? It's just amazing watching them, and Mike Brown keeps putting it on, and the Spurs just keep on stopping it. Well, I, I think what it has to do is, first of all, is they have anchors on defense. Like, you look at, I'm watching it right now, and I'm watching Oberto jump out on a screen on Larry Hughes, yeah. and you can see him talking, you can see him communicating, you can see him saying, you know, trap, you can see him saying switch or jump. The guy who is 
uh, I guess they have their bigs really service as sort of an, an anchor on their defense. You see with Robert Ory with the way he communicates. Um, and, and talking, I mean, you guys know this, if you play ball or watch ball, so key communicating on defense. That's one of the things they do really well. Everybody plays defense for Popovich. If you don't play, you sit on the bench. I call it the Rashon Esterovich theory where a couple of years back he decided not to play ball, and, man, was he ever chained to that. He decided not to play D, and he was chained to that bench. So communication and just an all-round team concept uh, is what makes them so good and so efficient on defense. Yeah, the Larry Brown philosophy, definitely. Um, uh, in terms of uh, the Cavs, I've, I've noticed that they've been shooting way way too many threes. Um, do you think the Cavs need to limit their threes in order to have a chance uh, versus Spurs? Uh, I think so. I, I'd like to see them... I'd like to see them go to Ilgowskis. I mean, he's 7'3", 280. He's got a nice touch. Put him down on the block. Get him involved. And once you have him hit a couple shots, or once you have Gooden hit a couple shots on the block, Gooden's getting most of his points on jumpers. Once you get those guys going on the block, then you can play that inside-outside game and toss it to Gibson or toss it to James or Damon Jones or Daniel Marshall. But really those three-pointers should come through going inside, and that's the problem right now, I think, for Cleveland. Logowskis, two points game one. They need him to pick it up, but they got to give him the ball in order for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, the the Cavs are definitely double te- in this game, definitely double-teaming Duncan, and that's really the option. It's the only way they got to go. I mean, Duncan is um, unguardable, and, uh, and the Cavs have a double-team with him uh, big time in the series thus far. Yeah, it's a it's a pick your poison kind of theory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's especially with Parker doing his thing. Uh, I I don't really know what the answer is. I'd like to see them go to a zone, not because I think a zone can stop Duncan, not that I think that a zone can stop Parker or Ginobili, but I I think a a zone will give them a different look and maybe just slow down the momentum a little bit. You know, get it back into that half court slow down pace, which Cleveland really likes. Um, yeah. So, so I'd like to see them at least put some different looks on these guys. Uh, if not, it's going to be a long, long night. Yeah, definitely. Um, are the Spurs, do you think the Spurs are worried about a breakout performance from Daniel Gibson? Uh, um, uh, I think it is a worry anytime you have a, a long-distance shooter of that yeah. capability. I mean, Gibson reminds me personally of B.J. Armstrong. Wow. Uh, I think that the thing that you got to do on him is just stay home on him. I don't see him as a guy who can create shots. So if they can play James or whoever else is creating a shot straight up one-on-one, which they've been able to do, then Gibson's not going to be able to have, like, that 31 points which he had in game six against the Pistons. So yeah. Well, Gibson got hot. Yeah. yeah, Gibson got hot in, uh, in, in game one. He got hot in the fourth quarter, um, but it's already too late. Um, as yeah, a little too late. Game didn't matter. Um, yeah. Game was game was done at that point. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think it is a worry, but uh, the Spurs are just so good on defense that uh, I I I don't I don't know if it'll it would it would affect the game would affect the outcome of the game. It might make it closer, but right now the Spurs are just absolutely rolling. Uh, in terms of a dark horse for the Spurs to win this series, is Mr. Abel Longoria the uh, is he gonna, <laughs> is he going to be the one that's going to uh, be the the Spurs uh, dark horse? Think. In terms of winning the MVP or just in terms of emerging as, as a top-flight point guard? Emerging as a top point guard. Uh, I, th- I think that he already has sort of emerged as a top-five uh, 
point guard yeah. uh, at least uh, before this. But I think it, it, you're right. It does put him in a whole other level. Uh, to me, the, the, the elevation in his game came when he was able to knock down that jump shot. Even if he can knock it down somewhat consistently and defenses have to push out on him, just gives him extra space to go to the lane, which is what he really wants to do. So I, I think he's right there with maybe not with Nash, maybe not with Kidd, maybe not with Williams, uh, but, but very, very close. Yeah. Uh, we're just adding toward the end of our show here. We'll ask you a few more questions. Is that okay? Sure. All right. Um, now, I know as a, a Popovich's philosophy in the series, I mean, he started uh, Mount Ginobili on the bench. Um, is that – you think that's better to start him on the bench uh, rather than uh, start him as the forward? Do you think that's um, what uh, Popovich should be doing in this series? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they've been bringing Ginobili off the bench uh, a lot throughout his career with the Spurs. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of he kind of gives them – that jump off the bench, he gives him that score. He goes up against the other team's second unit. Mm-hmm. When he's on there, he can look for his shot instead of deferring a little bit to the other guys. I also think it has just as much to do with getting Michael Finley uh, going and getting him his minutes. I mean, he's used to starting. Last season he came off the bench. His first year of the Spurs struggled a bit at times. This year he's been much stronger in that starting role. So I think it's just as much about getting Finley going as it is putting – uh, Ginobili in that sort of change of pace um, player, that change of pace role uh, on the Spurs. He reminds me in, in the way that he changes the flow of the game, a lot like Jose Calderon, uh, the backup point guard on Toronto. They bring him in for, uh, for TJ Ford, a little different type of point guard, but they're both crafty. They both have a little bit of an edge to their game. Uh, obviously, Calderon's a one, Ginobili's a two, two, three, but they have the same sort of purpose of being into the game as to why they're there. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago uh, when the uh, Spurs um, won the finals, um, I thought Ginobili should have been the MVP, even though they gave it to Duncan. So yeah. I mean, he does he does have that, Ginobili uh, does have that firepower, um, no doubt. And uh, before we let, let you go here, um, you think the Cavs will give the Spurs a run for the money, or will this be uh, easy come, easy go for the San Antonio? Uh <laughs> I hope they do. I, I really hope Cleveland um, make a series of it. Again, if you know, San Antonio are up 19, it may be premature to say that they're going to win, but it's heading that way. Uh, I think they're too good to, to let up a lead, but Cleveland is going home. They do have three games at home. Remember, it's the 2-3-2 series, so I hope so. Uh, it doesn't look likely, not so much because of anything Cleveland's doing. I just think San Antonio are clicking right now on all cylinders. Uh, I'd like to see them make a series of it, but I just think the Spurs right now are too good. Okay, uh, thanks for joining us today. Great to have you on. I don't know what happened to my co-host there, but uh, it's great that you um, came on our program, and um, our listeners can check out hoopsvive.com. It's a a growing basketball website, and uh, thanks for coming on the program today. Yeah, anytime, guys. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Check out hoopsvive.com. Check out the blog for your NBA stuff. We got street ball, we got draft news, so we're all over it. Come check it out, hoopsvibe.com. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. All right. Um, that was uh, O Sandor of hoopsvibe.com. Stephen, you're with us. I don't know what happened to Stephen. I don't know. I just, he was on. He was on, and then all of a sudden he came off. Hope he did. I don't know what happened there. Uh, let me see if I can make a double call here. Do this quickly, and then I'll get off. I don't know what I think he he had to go. I think he had, his mom made another phone call. I think that's what happened. I mean, I'll listen back to the archives. Oh yeah, he's off. But I just.
We're sorry. Your call can now... I'm trying to call Steven now, and hopefully we'll get him on quickly here just to see if he's okay. Hello? Hello, Steven. You okay over there? Oh, yeah. I got to go. All right, all right. All right, bye. Bye-bye. All right, so there we go. Steven's okay there. And that's good that we uh, um, made sure he's okay. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll just hang up now. All right, check it out. I mean, I'm going uh, to play a little ending song. Uh, uh, we don't have really anything. All right, anyway, thank you for tuning into our program today. We have another show coming up Wednesday night at 6. We have some great... Wait, was that at 6 or was that at 5? Well, you go check our website and we'll just t- tell us what you think. All right, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been a special presentation of the Craze Sports and News Network, the Sports Docket, with Ace Men and the Quads. See you later.